Week 18 is here. Many teams are resting starters. Many teams are playing for a playoff spot, some for a division title. And it's our duty to find some winners on the underdog pick'em board and make some money for the last time this regular season. This is the Player Profiler Pick'em Power Hour, starting now. Welcome back to the Player Profiler Pick'em Power Hour. We are your hosts, Ahan Rungta and Trevor Tipton. For the first time in 2024, for the last time in this regular season, Trevor, we're coming off uh, a crazy week. Um, a lot of things clinched. 49ers, your 49ers have clinched the number one seed. So we'll get to see Sam Darnold, um, <laughs> which would be fun against the the 40 the, the Rams and Carson Wentz. I'm looking forward to that game personally. Uh, how is your new year and what are you looking forward to in week 18? Yeah, first I want to say I deserved what I got for making pickums on the Patriots. Like uh you're where you have like one of the best headbands i've ever seen so uh i gotta give a little shout out to that zeke going under in a spot he should have hulks barely going under and then zappy getting that one last pass when he couldn't throw all game the second half uh so we're uh we're there i'm actually excited for the baltimore game i think baltimore like baltimore's not gonna lay down against pittsburgh they're just not going to do it. It's a division rival. They would love to be the ones that said, we gave Tomlin his first ever non-winning season. Like there's some, you know, there's a little thing there now, right? I get Lamar's not in. There's some other stuff going. So I think that'll be a fun game. The other Saturday game really matters. We're going to talk about that, right? Like whoever wins that, if Jacksonville loses, they're in. Um, the Rams seeding actually matters, even though they're starting wins, right? I wasn't sure what direction they're going to go. Uh, we just got news. Devonta's out this week. You know, is this the week some of the superstars finally get going since fantasy is over, right? Does Diggs and AJ finally turn it on, uh, you know, as we get to the end here? And, of course, you know, we got to end with, you know, Miami and Buffalo. And, I, man, I wish Miami was healthy. They're just – it's it's go look at their injury list. There's like, like 27 people or something on it. It's a wild, wild number. Yeah, and I'm certainly looking forward to that that ASC East game. Uh, but I'm definitely, like you said, looking forward to this uh, Ravens game. At first, I had a little uh, money on the books with Odell just in case he did play uh, and chase those contract incentives, and then he gets ruled out, which is all fine. Yeah. Uh, but then you see that the Ravens are only small underdogs, and it makes sense because they're still at home, and we forget – some people forget that – they were kicking ass in preseason, right? And this this team is deep. It's a very good roster. Um, even when they play their backups, Tyler Huntley, shout out pro bowler Tyler Huntley will get a get a shot to beat the Steelers and Mason Rudolph. It's going to be a fun game regardless of how that ends up. Um, I'm personally also looking forward to Seahawks-Cardinals just because the Kyler Murray vengeance story to end the season. But also, I have a future which needs Seattle to get one more win. I am scared about it because I think Arizona could definitely win this game. Not a big fan of Pete Carroll these days. Um, but then also, this uh, this uh, Eagles-Giants game is kind of sneaky okay. in terms of value. Just because Terod Taylor, not the worst quarterback in the world if you want to target some pickems or some DFS stacks. Uh, so I, I think that's a sleeper game uh, when it the heck is can you hear me now i can sorry you cut out there 
Oh, it might have been me. Um, oh, last, yeah, week okay. we, last week, last uh, week, we are we are coming off a loss on uh, Will Levis higher on passing yards because he got hurt in the second quarter. Other two picks in that entry hit would would have been a nice little three piece hit to take us into Week 18. But regardless, short term memory, we're going to find a way to get some winners on this board. Shout out Anthony, uh, no underdog here in Michigan, but I'm here to help. What's up, Anthony? And what's up, JP, Trevor, and Han? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! you as well thanks for being with us we're going to find some value on this board and the underdog board keeps changing every few minutes especially in a time like this week 18 last night we put up several leans about 12 to 15 leans for the pick and board on the underdog pick generator so next season if you're playing dfs you want the dfs dominator on the player profiler website but you also get with the dfs dominator our early leans for pickems every week uh, so that you can build your entries before we even get on the show live on Fridays. Don't worry. For the playoffs, we will still be continuing the show, and we will be here every week of the playoffs to build entries for those primetime, those playoff games. And I'm still looking forward to the playoffs because if, if you've been an OG player profiler, I've been on Pick'em shows before and been on betting shows before, and uh, I've I've cooked more in the playoffs than I have all regular season. So I'm looking forward to doing that again. And if you want more betting content as well, check out later on Friday nights, the juice with Memphis Young. But, Trevor, it's time to cook. Uh, I I feel like it would be the most us thing to do to sweep the board on freaking Week 18. Let's get it started. Where are you headed on the underdog board for Week 18? All right, we're going to do some friends of the show this year. We're, we're just going to stay on brand. Uh, I almost did a like an all-kicker pick-em board this week just to give you a shout-out. Uh, for those, if you're a little newer listening, Ahan is the kicker whisperer. Uh, and there's some value, actually. But uh, we're going to start with Saturday night. Uh, and we're going with the cover three killer, C.J. Stroud. Uh, and how do we want to attack this? Because where where do I think the best value is? And we're going over 17.75 fantasy points. Um, I want some options on on what direction we can go there. But bottom line is this. The number one passer rated against cover three in the NFL is CJ Stroud. Nico and Stroud have murdered zone defense this year, and especially cover three. They run it at almost a 50% rate. Like they've just, they're just zone killers. It's just what they do. Uh, and this is a spot I really like for him to go. Um, player profiler models him into the 20s this week. And you know, I, I like that spot. It's a, uh, it's an, for me, this is, gives me outs, which if you listen to the show, you've heard me talk about, I want different options. Um, I actually like his passing TDs. Uh, I like his passing attempts as well, right? We had 47 last time they played. And again, guys, like, why do I like this game? I like this game because whoever wins, if Jacksonville loses their end, they're going to be playing. India's not been as good uh, on D. And I think this is, a Stroud finally healthy week. Uh, so, and I don't want to be tied to uh, any other production. So, right, if he gets his two passing TDs and some of his yardage, uh, we have plenty of outs here. So that way, you know, I don't want to bet his passing TDs and he throws for, right, he throws one pass TD, but he throws for, you know, 380 yards. Vice versa, you know, if we bet his yards, but he throws for four TDs, but he always throws for 200 because that's all we had to do, we get there as well on point. So, um, we're going to stay there on the points uh, pretty straightforward. Just going to throw the old fastball right down the middle here. 
Yeah, I like it. And you, we've done this before with Legend of the Show, Rashad White, too, right? He sometimes gets the goal line work. He sometimes gets... Are we back? Are we back? Now, now we're back. We're, we're back. Okay. My mic is uh, is is acting up, but it is what it is. No, I like uh, the, the way you're attacking CJ Stroud like you have with Rashad White before, right? He always – Rashad White, legend of this show, always seems to get the pr- production in some way. So uh, I, I do think the Texans win this game. I, I am nervous that it is uh, pretty much a pick em. It's kind of weird to say that CJ Stroud at this point is a pick em with Gardner Minshew, but it is what it is. The Texans defense pretty banged up too. Um, but that only helps C.J. Stroud, right? If the Texans' defense is going to not show up, all the fantasy points for C.J. Stroud. So I like this method of attack. Yeah, I mean, they, and he showed he could do it. That was the game, right? They were down 28-10, and he came back. So lots of upside here. And I'm just going to do it, man. I really debated, do I just get back on the horse? Do I just go there? I have to. It's principle. He is uh, – you just brought him up, the friend of the show – the man, the myth, the legend, Rashad White. Uh, we're going to go rush receiving yards here. I would go fantasy points as he has them. Um, again, so this is Tampa Bay wins and they're in. We know if Tampa wins, they're in. They control their own destiny. Doesn't matter what anybody else does. And Carolina's, again, has one of the better pass defenses in the league. However, they are Swiss cheese on the run side. Um, this is a game they're going to be out. I think they're going to be able to get after Baker a little bit. Um, and we know. Who is the king of the checkdowns in the NFL? Baker Mayfield. So, you know, this is a game. Remember, he broke one for 84 yards in this game. Um, and I want to have those options, right? The last thing we want is a screen out of the backfield with Rashad. Um, and he gets it, you know, he breaks one for 50 yards and he only ended up with 70 rushing yards. And we lose on, you know, we lose on the hook. Uh, this gives us both ways again in a game, which if they win, they're in the playoffs. Um, Tampa is highly incentivized uh, to make it. And uh, Rashad also needs, I believe the number is 74 yards to hit a thousand rushing yards for the season. I think he's going to break this rush receiving, just rushing. I think he gets to the century mark this week. I think he wants that thousand yards on his resume. I think he's going to run aggressive. I think he's going to have a little Pacheco, uh, uh, you know, angry rush at him. Uh, but again, I, I want to attack games that actually matter this week, not where, hey, you know, we really like to get a look at this guy for maybe next season. Um, or, you know, do I really do I really want to bet on Mason Rudolph? Not really, even though I think Pat has a great spot this week. So I'm just going to keep this simple, short, sweet, to the point. Rashad, CJ, locking it in uh, for our half unit as usual. And uh, we're going to we're going to sweep the show going into the playoffs. And I'm going to tail because that's what a responsible co-host does. Rashad White, the number is 85 rushing yards to reach the century mark. So if the Buccaneers are ahead late in the game uh, and he's maybe 10-ish yards short, they're going to feed him that ball to get to 1,000. I actually think that game is going to be really close. Um, I'm actually on the Panthers against the spread, which is disgusting to say out loud, but we love disgusting around here. Um, and if this game is close, they got to feed feed the beast. Rashad White, especially in the the passing attack, like that method of attacking. Thomas Glaze, what up in the chat? Set really suggests Zamir White. I absolutely despise everything about this Raiders game, and I'm not going to touch it. Uh, but good luck with Zamir White. Uh, they don't even the- have any Zamir White pickums up uh, because they're not going they're not going to let themselves get beat by Zamir this week. 
He's not Absolutely. even up, right? He doesn't even exist right now. Uh, it's it's gross. It's disgusting. Um, like the and Denver's D has been better this you know last two thirds of the season. Like the the list of things I would rather do than have a pick them in that game include licking the floor of a strip club. Well said. Uh, we and but shout out Antonio Pierce, major yeah. league head, major league head coach. Absolutely, head coach I, it would it would be very Raider esque for them to fumble the bag with him though. Yeah. Now I do actually like this slate a lot, uh, and uh, I, we've already moved some of the projections. Last night we uploaded our leans to the underdog pick generator. Some of these projections have moved. I'm probably going to play a five pick for the vibes with a bunch of the stuff that I put up last night of my own. But for the show two piece for a half a unit, putting everything on the line, I'm going to this primetime game because I, I, I they call me primetime. Actually, nobody calls me that. I call myself that. But they call me primetime a for a reason. It's because I love these primetime games. I produced very efficiently on these primetime games. And uh, I'm going with a little bit of a weird combo. The first one, not as weird. I think a lot of people get on board with Tyreek Hill higher than half a rush plus oh, receiving yeah. touchdown. Uh, there's o- There are only two wide receivers in the NFL who have five plus red zone targets over the last three weeks, but no touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, because he's getting the ball thrown to by my grandfather, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, he just hasn't had the, the production uh, in terms of finding the end zone. But this is a regression spot. Who else are they going to get the ball to in the red zone? Raheem Mostert is banged up. He might not even play. Devon A-Chain also banged up. And Buffalo has only allowed two rushing touchdowns since week 10 uh, to running backs anyway. So they're a tough team to run in the ball against. Tyreek Hill is the number one guy, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, the most valuable wide receiver in the NFL. Six red zone targets. The volume is always there. Just give me in the divisional matchup, then force feeding it to him. In the red zone, he's done it all year long. He's going to do it again against the Bills. The matchup proof, Tyreek Hill. And to pair along with that, we're going to a guy on the Bills. It's not Stefan Diggs because the role is all has always been uncertain second half of second half of seasons. It's not Dalton Kincaid, even though I know Trevor, you're waiting for the Dalton Kincaid pick. It's not James Cook because I don't know exactly how he's going to be utilized, and I can't trust the efficiency either with James Cook. Not going to lie, it's not Josh Allen. Because I'm not sure how what this Dolphins defense is going to look like either because they've been inconsistent. With all my meat on the table, nuts on the line, give me Dawson Knox over 12 and a half receiving yards. That's a line that he's cleared. Essentially, when the game is competitive, they're going to use this man, and it's frustrated a lot of Dalton Kincaid owners, and I'm sure you can attest to that, Trevor. Dawson Knox is very much in this mix. Not only was he a red zone guy early in the year, but... Even coming back off injury, he's running the routes. And whenever the game is competitive, he's a threat to clear this projection. You look at every single game where Buffalo has been competitive. Week one against Jets, 25. Then week, uh, it took a long time to play another competitive game. But it took to week five against Jacksonville, six targets, 17 receiving yards. Then the next competitive game against the Giants, six targets, 17 receiving yards. And then he was hurt for a while, but since coming back, The first game back against Kansas City, three targets, 36 receiving yards. And then the next competitive game was against the Chargers, two targets, 22 receptions, 26 receiving yards. And Miami has been porous against the tight end all season long. His line is too low. He can get this in one or two catches. 
He's going to show up, and I'm going to say this right now for bold prediction. Dawson Knox is scoring a touchdown in this game as well, but we'll take the higher than 12.5 receiving yards. All right, here's what we're doing here. I'm getting crazy. It's week 18. So I'd already planned on doing this, right? So we got a four-pack right now. And I got a, I got a four-pack lined up, and I want to make it a five-pack. Um, I'm going to make it, uh, and I'll put it in our Discord for everybody. But here's what I'm going to add. Uh, I'm going to stick with that game, and I'm going to go with Josh Allen anytime touchdown higher. Rusher receiving. Since Joe Brady took over, Josh Allen has eight rushing touchdowns. Eight. He has 67% of the carries inside the five-yard line. 17.6% of them have resulted in a touchdown. They're not using Fat Lenny. They're not using Lat. They're not using Cook. They have decided if they get within the goal line, if they're within that five yards, Josh is running the ball in. We now have no Jalen Phillips. We have no Bradley Chubb. Xavier might be out. I mean, Miami is going to have a tough time up there. If they get close, they're going to run right over where Chubb was, take advantage of whoever Miami has to plug in there. And in a game which there there should be some scoring, uh, even if it's low, I like Allen. He is, they just showed, he's going to be their goal line back. Um, just like DeAndre Swift gets robbed every time he gets close to the goal line, so does James Cook. Uh, if they get down there, it's going to be Josh Allen, and I'm going to lock this in for a five play. We like that. The five pick going in the player profiler discord, which you can join for free. There's a link in the description of this video. If you're watching this or if you're listening to this as a podcast later on, don't forget we're going to be live every Friday for the playoffs as well to cook up these entries. But for week 18, Trevor, you want to once again review your two piece. Uh, we're going with CJ Stroud over 17.75. Fantasy points. That way we're not tied to one specific thing for him. And we're going with the poster boy for the pick and power hour this year, Rashad Wright. Over, Rashad Wright, over 97 and a half rush receiving yards. 85 gets him over 1,000. Uh, and I think he easily gets there receiving-wise um, in a game that if they win, they're in. I like it. And my two-piece for also a half unit Going to the Sunday night football game, Tyreek Hill higher than half a rushing plus receiving touchdown. And uh, Dawson Knox higher than 12 and a half receiving yards. That's essentially, you know, it could be one play for each, right? One bomb to Tyreek, one catch for Dawson Knox. Get in, get out. I think that hits before halftime, and I think that is going to cap off a 4-0 sweep for us. Trevor, it, it feels somewhat emotional to end this regular season because we're not going to have so many games to, to go to. But don't don't cry because it's ending. Smile because it happened and that we are going to take this 4-0 sweep into the playoffs. We're going to dominate every single game. Uh, we're simply going to just dominate the underdog boards every week. We're not going to lose a single pick. It's just not – I don't see it happening. So until then, we will see everybody else. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Have a good week 18 building your DFS lineups. For now, we will see you for week one of the playoffs next week. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. 
So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.